Life is so much easier when you're not worried about money. What if you could learn how to live the life you desire with the money you earn? Or let us help you have more money to enjoy an even bigger life. Learn the same money skills and methodology that we use now on Women Gaining Wealth Podcast. Here's your money mentor and host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, it's Nancy Gaines, and welcome to the Women Gaining Wealth Podcast for February 11th, 2015. This is where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business, and we help people take control of their finances. We always start with a win, so let me share my win for this week. We have over six confirmed guests for the upcoming podcast, so that is super exciting. I'm getting more and more emails every day of people that want to be a part of the show to share some knowledge and to help you in your business and finances. So some of the topics that are coming, we've got social media, we've got some investing, lots and lots of people want to talk about how to improve your health, we've got some sales guests photography. She's a great one. She's going to talk about why it's important to have headshots. And we've got some motivational people too. So a full lineup. And again, more and more emails just keep pouring into my inbox. So I'm excited to interview people and bring them on the show. So today's focus is about making more sales in your business. I think everyone knows that sales equals income. If you don't have sales, you will quickly know that your income is not working very well. So I just got back from this amazing event. I don't want to tell you what it was called or where it was located because I don't want to ruin the surprise for you. But I do have some top three lessons and takeaways that I learned that I want to share with you. It was a two-day workshop and we actually had to put these lessons into real life, meaning take what we learned out on the street and do it. So it was scary at times, but very, very cool. We had about 150 people in the room And let me just tell you the stat really quick. In one hour, we sold over 2.7 million, yes, that's million with an M, worth of things with the combination of everybody making phone calls. So I'll talk about that a little bit later in this podcast. So the three takeaways that I have, and I'll go through those one by one, cold calling really wasn't that hard or scary. I think a lot of people are intimidated by it, but once I did it, I have total confidence now. The second thing is that following up with prospects really leads to sales. And what I found is I wasn't even asking for the sales. So I'll tell you about that shortly. And finally, the sales blitz works. That was my one of my favorite aha moments. So let's jump right into cold calling. We had an exercise where the group of 150 people were given an hour and a half on a Friday night at dinner time to sell some of the speaker's products. They're just simple books or CDs. You could choose what you wanted to sell, but you had to sell something within the 90 minutes and come back and report your results. The rules were you can't sell to anybody you know, and you could sell it for whatever you wanted. You would buy the product at one price, and you could sell it at a loss or make a huge profit. That's kind of the background. So what I did is I partnered with my sales friend, f- figuring that'd be a good, you know, good idea since she's in sales. And together we decided to target the car dealerships. There was a whole blocks and blocks and blocks of car dealers, and we're like, they always need sales skills, right? They have to have people closing all the time. Plus, it was off the beaten path, so we didn't think any of our classmates would be there. We were going to sell a book on selling, 
and a book on building a team. So, And we were going to sell them for $20 each. So nothing too hard. Well, here's what happened. We were turned down the first three places we went to. And at one point, we were firmly asked to leave, <laughs> which felt a little weird, but I did learn tons of things that I can implement. So let me tell you how this went. We really didn't have a strategy because we only had 90 minutes. But we did regroup after every visit to see what we needed, what we did right, what we did wrong, what we could do better. So we had no plan. We walked into, I think it was an infinity dealer, and here's what happened. It took us way too long to even say why we were there, and we could tell they were getting really, really fidgety. We didn't ask enough questions to flush out their problem. We just kind of went storming in there and said, you know, you guys should buy this book. It's great. We forgot to use everything we just learned about overcoming objections. So anytime you get an objection, what we learned is you're supposed to, without blinking your eyes, come up with another question. For example, your price is too high, or really what price were you thinking, or I don't really need this right now. Well, when would you need it? So it's just back and forth. Thank you quickly on your feet. And the first first two ones, we totally said, we totally forgot to do this. We heard no, and we said okay, and turned around, thanked them, and walked out. Another thing we forgot to do, uh, we didn't get to the decision maker. We just walked in and talked to whoever we could have. We should have spent a little bit of time in getting to the right person. Unfortunately, the GMs of the carler, car dealerships, were off because it was evening hours and a Friday, so that didn't work. We also realized we were selling somebody else's product, so it probably didn't have the same passion as if it was our own product, and that probably came through. But it was fun. Uh, so yeah, the second one was Toyota. They do 700 cars a month, which is less like 20 to 30 cars a day, which is crazy. And our trick there was we walked in and smiled, being two girls, and said, Hey, how do we want to talk to the best salesperson you have on this team? And that actually got us in the door. So we sat down with him for a few minutes and we asked him all these questions. What makes him number one? What's the best advice he can give us? What books have his, we, has he read? So we were asking all these questions, had great rapport, and then we moved in. Actually, it was me. I moved in too quickly to try to sell the book, and all of a sudden he backed off. It was actually kind of funny. You know the feeling you get when you're walking into a car dealership like, oh, I'm going to be sold. I'm dreading this whole process. Well, it was so funny to see a salesman in the car dealership actually have that same reaction to us. He's like, oh, back off, girls. You know, I'm, I'm not here to buy type of thing. So um, that was the one we kind of got kicked out nicely, but still a good experience and super fun. And he actually did give us some pretty good tips. The third place he went was to the Cadillac dealer, and this was completely different experience. Much older salesmen, of course, because Cadillac drivers are much older as well, and we just could not sell the book. So this time I thought, well, who else in your office would be interested in this book, which was a good move because he actually pulled out somebody else. So that was one of our overcoming objections, who else could benefit from this. Anyway, long story short, We chatted with these guys probably 15 minutes after closing because they were giving us all sorts of great tips on how we could be better salesmen and and things like that. So we decided uh, that was enough of the the car dealerships and maybe we should go over to try retail. We went to, I think it was a Staples and a Best Buy, and unfortunately all of our classmates were already there because it was closer to the hotel, so nobody was buying from us. Finally, we said, let's divide and conquer, and each of us went to a different bar, figuring maybe some of the beverages would put the odds in our favor. And again, no no books um, to get to the end of the story, but we did have two interested people, and here's a couple other lessons learned. 
I did not have my PayPal credit swiper with me, so he could have bought a book, but because I was traveling lightly and I didn't think I would need that, I did not have that, so I lost a sale by not being prepared. My friend, on the other hand, she did not have change for a $100 bill, which I actually did, but I wasn't standing next to her. So we lost two sales because we couldn't just do the simple operations of taking money. So lesson learned there, too. We went back in the room. We had a raise after the exercise, raise our hands and say we did not sell. Probably half the group sold, half the group didn't sell. And here's what happened. The people that sold actually went out of the room called somebody they knew, asked for a referral, and done deal. Their books were sold. One, I didn't even think about that. And two, I'm kind of glad I didn't because it was a great experience going to eight different places, cold calling, trying to sell a book that I don't think I could ever have gotten if I just, you know, did checked it off the list by saying I sold this book to somebody. So now I have tons of confidence and actually thought cold calling was kind of a fun thing. So that was my highlight of the first day. We had lots of other things, but that was a really, really interesting experience. The second day, we had to do a sales blitz, and here's how this worked. The entire room was split into groups of eight or nine people. We were given five minutes on a Saturday afternoon to sell whatever we could by phone. It could be the books if we didn't sell it from before, the CDs, our own personal services like I could have sold consulting or my tax business. We had to log the number of people we called, the number that answered, the number that bought, and the amount of the sale. And the team with the highest numbers from the sales would win, and they would get a free product from the speaker. It was pretty substantial product, too. They get to pick from a table of like $300 to $500 products. Nobody could leave the room. So you can imagine how crazy noisy it got with everybody dialing on their phone, trying to make sales and and really close. So what I did when this started is I found a corner and I started going through my phone. Actually, it took me kind of a few minutes just to get my head around, who am I going to call? What am I going to sell? I was honestly not really sure how to start because I've never done this before. Finally, I got into a flow, started going through my phone from A to Z. And what I found is I really did not have a lot of phone numbers in my phone of my clients. I have a lot of emails, but not phone numbers, and I didn't even think about opening my Infusionsoft app, my CRM app, to start getting some of the numbers there. This is how crazy this in-the-moment sales blitz was. So I wasted a lot of time deciding who to call, what I was going to sell, hoping they would answer, and and wondering what I was even going to say, because normally I prepare something, and this was totally cold call. So here's what happened. I actually, the first call was voicemail. And I left some crazy jumbled message stating that I've got a new product to sell. We haven't connected in a while. Love to catch up. Blah, blah, blah. Second one, I uh, found another phone number. I left a message for someone in the group's husband to buy a book. I figured that would be kind of within the rules and uh, that may work out. No answer. Third one, I actually left a message for a friend who wants me to do her taxes but never actually reached out to me to do it. So I left her a message as well. I think I was getting a little bit better. It wasn't as jarbled. And finally, we're down to the last few minutes. We did get an extra five minutes but didn't really help me. We're down to the last minute, so I dial up my stepbrother who's in sales. And I'm sure I sounded completely desperate and um, said, you've got to buy a book. I have to have at least one sale. So knowing <laughs> knowing how hard this was, I think he bought the book out of pity. I sold it for a $5 profit, so that was good. I was just excited to actually sell something, even if it was a relative, so I can contribute to my team's numbers. 
So my top takeaway in this exercise is I need to do a sales blitz on a, on a scheduled basis, not just in, when I'm in a class. I should schedule this every week to just call people up and try to get a sale. I am... I would uh, consider people that I met or had an interest in my product, but they didn't buy at the time. So it's a great reason to call them back with some updated information. And it really wasn't scary once I started. I also learned I need a lot more numbers in my phone. So I can do this if I'm early for a meeting. I've got five minutes in a car. Why not use that time just to call people up and do my own mini sales blitz in my own car? Just a few follow-up notes. The first lady I called where I just rambled on and on, she never called back, so probably a good thing. She probably thinks I'm a crazy person in a room. I did get the tax client. She called after the 10 minutes were over, so I couldn't count her numbers, but that's going to be a couple hundred dollars worth of sales just for calling up, so that's awesome. And as I said earlier, as a group of 150 people, we sold almost half a million dollars in products in 10 minutes. So if you expand that out at the same pace for a full hour, that's where we came up with a $2.7 million in sales. So this is really, really powerful stuff I didn't even think about, and I hope you implement that in your business. Finally, the last takeaway that I had from this event. It's basically a sales 101 tracking and accountability. I used to do this all the time when I was in leasing. I, one of my early jobs in my 20s was renting out apartments and we had to write down how many people came in the door, how many we showed, how many we closed, etc. Right? Sales 101. But it faded when I moved into consulting because I was not in sales and there was really no reason to track it. So I dusted that off once it was presented in the meeting um, again, it's not a big secret. You have to track your numbers. And it's a earlier from an earlier podcast, you know I do certain things on certain days of the week to be more efficient. And Tuesday is my prospecting day. So going forward, I made a tracker, and you can do the same thing for yourself to hold yourself accountable. You're going to make five different columns on a piece of paper or your computer. The first one will be calls. How many people did you call? They could be cold calls or warm introductions. Next column is appointments that you set. The third column is demoing your product or presenting your product, whatever you do to show people what you deliver. Fourth column is proposals or giving them the price. And then the last column is closing or making the sale. So if you start doing this week by week, so have a whole month on one piece of paper, but each row will be a week. In a few short weeks, you're going to know if this is working or not. You're going to either start making more sales or you're not. And you'll clearly see where your weak spots are that need some focus. For example, I was making tons of calls and making a couple appointments, but I was falling apart at the demo. I was I know I wasn't clearly articulating the benefit or value I could bring to people. Now since I've done this, I've done it a lot better, but that's where I was falling apart. Maybe you do really well all the way through the demo but your proposal isn't compelling and people aren't wanting to buy. So you would that in that situation, you would focus more on making your proposal clearer or maybe change your pricing. But in the meantime, just go ahead and start tracking something. So you've got a baseline of numbers that you can go back and analyze. So that's all. I know this is a little bit longer podcast, but I just learned so many cool things I wanted to share with you and share some of the stories because it was really a good experience to just go out there and be truly vulnerable And it's not that hard. Really, people can say no. It's a two-letter word, and you just move on. So that's really cool. I would love to hear how this is working. So please send me an email at nancy 
at womengainingwealth.com. I'm also going to create some great podcasts on this in the next couple of weeks, maybe next couple of months. Also, recently I just created some original posts that I put on my personal LinkedIn site. That's Nancy Gaines at LinkedIn. And it's some great ideas on how to get re- reporters to feature you and quote you in their articles. There's one on how to find an ideal client that's kind of similar to the podcast we already talked about. And the third one is being reference ready or research ready. So when people come to consider you to do business, they want to make sure that you're on LinkedIn and Facebook and a website. So go ahead and check those out. Again, it's at my LinkedIn site, my personal site, Nancy Gaines. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Women Gaining Wealth Podcast with Nancy Gaines. Find new episodes on iTunes and the website womengainingwealth.com. Share your success stories with us and inspire other women. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn by visiting womengainingwealth.com. Until next time, learn, grow, prosper on Women Gaining Wealth Podcast.